0: Hey everyone, it's Anne Samoylove and welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. We are on episode two and today we are going to dive into that little thing called planning. And I know this is one of those spots just like systems, which we'll, we'll go into later, but this is one of those topics that people either love or hate or get totally overwhelmed by. And I completely understand that because even for myself, sometimes I end up in that overwhelmed and holy crap, how much do I need to get done by tomorrow place? Uh so hang with me because I think you're gonna like my approach to planning. And, and I hope that you can take some of the pieces from that and then plan your next. Well, I'm not gonna tell you what next is, but uh see you inside, okay? See you in the in the launch layer, launch lab secret place and we're going to talk about planning. Okay, everyone. So here is the truth about planning before we get started. So you don't think there's anything wrong with you because here's the deal. We as humans... we have these really good intentions to plan out our lives and plan out what we're gonna focus on in any given week and and there's just so many things in life that get that derail us and I know that. So my approach to planning is to kind of just expect that those things are gonna derail me, expect that everything, something, nothing, but expect something to kind of go off the rails. And and what I like to do is create a full year sketch or a map, a very loose map to guide me towards the end of the year. Um, now you might think, oh snap, I'm going to have to do a full year plan. But once you see how I do it, it doesn't, it won't feel quite as crazy. You're like, you know, cause I get it. Um, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of um, people in my, you know, business network, clients, past clients, very close friends who like to take a little bit more organic approach to their launch, launching schedule. Like they might know that they're going to schedule, they're going to launch something next month and then possibly something else the month after that. But they don't like to go too far in advance because, um, and I think this is the case for most people, including myself, is I'm afraid that what if I make this plan and then I just decide or something happens and I don't do it. And I think that's where the biggest hitch is with planning is that we don't allow ourselves to think that things are going to change. And when you go into planning and mapping out anything in your business, knowing that things are likely going to change, that you're going to discover something about whatever it is you're offering, whatever, you know, you could, you could discover that what you're offering isn't right for the right. The people that you're talking to, you could just discover that It's not the right time for those people to get what you're offering. You could discover that you're not offering it in the right format. There's so many things that you discover from the act of launching. So that's another topic for another day. But for planning, what I like to do is I do like to, to like have a big map of what I really want to do for the full year and I never pressure myself to stick to it, um, working with lots of different people over the past um, three years online, especially, actually now four, um, the people that were most successful in getting new things out there, in launching things on a regular basis, in growing their business um, and and creating that uh, sustainable, consistent Revenue into their business. Those people, the ones that did the best, were always, they always had their whiteboard of what they were going to do now throughout the year. Now that whiteboard did change, but they always had the view of the year. So even when something changed, they would still have the view of, okay, well, I'm doing this here, and this isn't really a launch, but it's going to take my time or I'm going to be off with my kids here and I'm going to need to switch that around to there. Or is this really a good time? You know, as you discover things, you know, you might not want to launch your product at the same time somebody else who maybe is more um, established launches, which that can work for and against you, by the way. So that's not like something you have to do. You don't have to decide not to do something just because someone else is. However, you might just make that decision. So people who do this full year plan or whiteboard it out and have that, whatever format it takes, whether it's boxes, whether it's um, just a list of things, maybe in different columns, that is that – is, those are the people that I see actually doing something in their business, actually making money. Um, you know, you don't think that Marie Forleo – doesn't know what she's doing in the next year you because she does she probably has her editorial calendar for Marie T TV somewhat sketched out she definitely knows when B school is launching well before that happens and it doesn't mean that um it necessarily locks her in, but it it, def, it gives her that that framework and gives anybody who does this a framework for how they do their year. But just like a system, and I know it's like weird. It's like you think that once you set a system, once you set a plan, you gotta stick to it. You gotta see it through. I'm done with that kind of thinking because <laughs> I can't remember. I think it might have been Evan Pagan who said this. Like or maybe one of the the 4 hour work week Tim Ferriss um who said you know if you're not into a book you don't have to finish it like i used to pressure myself to finish the most horrible books but this kind of idea sets you free if you're on a path and you realize it's not going to work for you just stop so <laughs> that said um i i really today you know i have a bunch of different resources and i'm going to link them all in the show notes because because the way that I approach this whole launch, scheduling, planning thing is that I like to layer things. And uh, in Amber McHugh's Planathon, which is something you can sign up for, I think you just go to just search for Amber McHugh Planathon. I did a video for her, and I'm not going to just repeat what the video says, but essentially, I challenged the people who signed up for that to to do this type of map for the entire year. One thing that I left out in that though is that you don't have to start with any specific number of things. You might decide that you just want to start with one thing that you're going to launch and you just want to know when that happens throughout the year. And then you can continue blogging and guest posting and doing all that other stuff you love to do or don't love to do, but you do. Um, but, but I like, creating a very layered strategy. So now uh, when I was first working with Laura and I first, uh, Laura Roter and I first did the first launch of Fearless Launching, I knew that I was going to do it in the spring. And then after I did it and it worked well, then I said, you know what? I need to pick a date in the fall. I'm going to do it. And that was a good move for me because after I did that, I said, oh, okay, I'll just do it again in February. And then do it again, February, March, and then I'll do it again in the fall again. So I just kind of kept that spring, early spring, early fall, early spring, early fall. And I kind of like that. And now that's sticking. That's when I find uh, people have the most success. People are energetic at those times of the year um, in their business because of many reasons, You know, probably because it's kind of the beginning of the year. Kind of the end of the year, people are reevaluating where they are there 's back to school time, all that kind of stuff. For me, that was my first layer. actually, maybe my first layer was my blog and and posting and emailing out regularly um, and just letting people know what was going on, what was on the blog and then came fearless launching and then I added in something that had nothing to do with making money like directly, but that's when I created, you know, after I had that first layer in, then I added another layer, which was my free opt-in. And you can actually put this on your schedule too, on your big plan for the year. You can pop in a couple times during the year where you're going to spend a little more time promoting that free thing, you know, by doing some social media campaign, maybe doing some sort of contest, you know, you can think of what, what, the what you want to do. But just for now, think of the when. Um, So you have your main thing, you have a free thing. And then once you get going, you kind of start layering in other things. For me, that was, um that is the launch walkthrough, which is a completely do-it-yourself, email-based um, do this, do that, do this now, do that. Just kind of walking someone through the process of launching an online product. Um, there isn't a lot of me time, uh, but sometimes I can't help myself and I do email back to people. But the truth is that product is a really low, low price product and it allows someone to get all of the goods about what they need to do to launch. And, um, and then it, that's it. You know, so, so there's like, so now I have my bigger product, Fearless Launching, that I launch a couple times a year. And now there's a couple times a year that I'll focus on for um, the launch toolkit, maybe a couple times during the year. And I, I try to plot those out. You know, you, you do as much as you can. Um, but you don't need all of that. You could decide at first that you just want to get your blog established and then you want to launch your opt-in. And then perhaps you have a smaller product or ebook that you want to launch at specific times of the year. I've worked with, um, women who have detoxes, seasonal detoxes. So those are really great because they're just set by the time of year and you want to just go slightly ahead of that, uh, timeframe that you're, that you're doing the detox for. Um, but there have been other folks who, um, will plot out their entire year and they base it on different things like themes that they want to, um, or places they want to grow the business into, or maybe something new that they want to offer and a different audience they want to talk to. Um, and then some people really base their plan on what's going to be fun for me this year. And I love that planning the most because it's easy to stick to things that are fun Um, so, (laughs) and that's what I'm trying to do this year because there's no reason to be not, I mean, a day job in comparison to what we do online uh, and running a business, a day job is cake, is cake because you just leave it there. It's somebody else's business. And, um, especially a day job outside your house, you really leave it there. Sometimes I really, um... I really envy my husband because he gets to leave it there. Now, sure, he stresses about what he has to do, but he doesn't actually sit there in front of the computer continuing to work. It's hard to pry me away. So doing this full year plan allows you to put out, put your big things where you probably want to do them and you don't have to be perfect at it. You just want to know... You know, if you know that you're launching something in March, well, you know that you're going to have to probably start working on it in January. You know, especially for me, let's say I'm doing my Fearless Launching launch in March. However, I have to start now or I've already started really working on content recreation for some, uh, like a new module that I'm adding to the program. And I have to already know, do I want to have a a big affiliate? Do I need some, do I need partners to help me promote the product? Do I want to just do it the same as I did last time? Um, Do I want to link it to anything else I'm doing Um, that's why you need this big map because then it allows you to say, okay, I'm going to start like, once I know I'm going to do this here and here, that allows you to then mark when you're going to actually start thinking about it. It gets it out of your head. And I really, I really believe in this as the way to go. Um, I would suggest if you can get into the, um, go sign up for Amber McHugh's Planathon because there's a lot of really great resources in there. And that's where that video is that I created for her um, for that challenge. I think it's like a week-long thing. And um, I believe it's still open. You can go there. You can uh, listen to all of the resources. But the launch planning video that I did was essentially uh, you have two times a year that you do. There's like a two by two by two by two. I'll just give you the Cliff Notes version. Two big things that you do, like your main kind of signature thing, uh, whatever it is, two times a year you do your free material, something new maybe, or maybe something that's updated. You'll promote your, and launch in quotes, your air quotes there, um, your free thing your free opt-in or toolkit or something, something that you create that's really big, maybe a manifesto. And then the third two would be a smaller offshoot product that is maybe an intro product to your bigger signature program. And I think that's what launch walkthrough is for me. And then the final two, now this is a cool one because this is all fun. For me, this is the fun one, really. And that is something that you can offer to the people who were in your signature program. So it could be a retreat. It could be um, another master. It could be a mastermind. It could be continued training. It could be something else. So those four things, those are the four areas that I approach. Now you don't have to do, like I said, two by two by two by two. You can do one. You can do one by one by one. You don't even have to do the fourth the fourth one. Just do what you have space for. And that that's kind of how I layer it. And perhaps as I have more people on my team, I will be doing that. I guess I did just add a layer, didn't I, with this podcast? How funny. Um, didn't even think that. Okay. So what the main thing about this is that more launches doesn't mean more money. It's going to mean more headache. It's going to mean more... Um, Managing pieces, and possibly it's going to be more money out for you in order to get those launches supported because you're going to realize as you try to do so much, you only have so many hands, so many hours, so many brain cells. So just think about that. You don't have to do more launches to make more money. Um, This is something that I spoke with a close friend before the holidays, and I was just telling her about plans for the new year. And I wanted to grow the business and things that I wanted to do. And she just said, matter of factly, and I just love this about her. She's like, well, you could just get more traffic and just sell more of those things you're already offering. And then I wouldn't have to actually do more. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. I just thought that was the most brilliant thing. So, so that's 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 my thing on like planning, but I, I want to give you some other reasons um, and the main reason why planning is so important. So even if you're like, even if you're thinking that this isn't the right thing for you to do, that you like to keep it loose, you like to plan as you go, um, launches take a lot of energy out of everybody. Um, I think you... I think we can all agree there are certain launches, really big ones, one that's coming up very soon, um, that takes a lot out of the, even the audience because there's so much hype on it. There's so much hype about it. And there are these types of launches that are out there with some of the leaders in the online, uh, business space and you know, your audience needs to break. Your team needs a break. Hello. You can't just keep them pumping out stuff and making pages and doing all this stuff, blah, 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 over. Like you can't just have a consistent flow of launches and have your team burn out mid year. And then you, yourself, you need a break too from thinking about these launches. So planning gives you the space from what's going to happen. But then also you get to space things out and you, you really do need to, You know, I think if you think about you and your team first, think how much can we handle? How much can my team handle? When, when are some good times to build in breaks? Those are really important parts of the plan. Like when are we not going to launch anything? When are we just going to be, you know, in development on something or working on a project? And then, you know, you want to give that pause to you and your internal team. The audience is a big one too, because, and I suppose I am the biggest, I always, I'm so protective of, um, this is how I was when I was producing visual effects. And I remember working at, where was it? The Discovery Channel. Um, and I was working at a production company for the Discovery Channel. So it wasn't actually channel. It was uh Discovery Channel up in Montreal, Canada. And I really felt like I needed to protect the artists because they would just book job after job, after job, giant squid, women, pharaohs, all this, you know, like all these dinosaur shows, whatever. And the work would just be piled and piled and piled and piled and and bid at such a rate that that would require people to get them done really quickly. Or work overtime and all this stuff, and it just seemed like such a grueling thing to be doing. And I, I always was very protective of the artists and how much they were being asked to do and how much time, because I mean, digital artists are artists, and I really look at us as entrepreneurs as artists too. We're creating this thing for ourselves and for our families and for other people's families, and um, and it's like you're just like someone's pushing a button and saying, create, create, create. And you can only do that so long before people burn out. So I'm very protective of even, um, audience. So I'm always thinking, what are we emailing too much? Are we talking too much about this? Are we not giving enough? And because I just think it's, you know, if it's burning you out and you're tired, just think about how your audience might be feeling. I'm not saying that's the case all the time because I think some people go the other direction and don't talk to their audience enough. So then their audience isn't, isn't building up this stamina to deal with the messaging. And I think that's a really key point of planning as well is that once you know what's going to happen, you can kind of, move around heavier areas, maybe give a longer lead time so that you tell people about something and kind of warn them a little bit further or tease it to them a little bit further out so that it doesn't have to be just, bam, we're open. Um, and I keep hitting things on my desk. So um, so I'm very sensitive about the team, um, the audience, the readers, thinking about what is their reaction to this. Because... I know that there are certain launches where I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for that next piece of content. And I'm thinking, wow, they're doing it right because I can't wait for that next thing. But some people seem to be like sending an email out every five seconds or putting a new video out. And I'm like, I didn't even get the last one. Oh my God. I'm overwhelmed before I've even seen the sales page. So... So think about that and, and really feel how, you know, as you're going through the year and following your plan or not following it, you may decide to cut things out because your audience is just tired or you're tired or your team is tired. So just, that's just my little kind of take on that. the other thing I wanted to share with you today is that I love all sorts of planning tools and my husband just is like, are you buying another calendar? Um, but I I actually just love calendars. <laughs> I, have, I have four blank ones in front of me that I just cannot fill up because they're so pretty and they're just, and I do have like a, a yearly dry erase one, like one of those big year, whatever. I can't remember what it's called. It's just a basic calendar. And I like it because I feel possibility. I feel the possibility. And it allows me to just kind of note things down when I think about it, when I, when I see it. So on my calendar, I already have the Fearless Launching start date for September. I know when that's going to happen. And I know when there's a few other things happening during the summer that I want to do. And I know when Fearless Launching starts in March. Um, it starts on March 17th. So, um, and I knew, well, I knew kind of when the podcast was going to start. I knew it was going to start when I got all the pieces together. Um, and I definitely have a general flow of what's happening throughout the year. And I love that. I love seeing that, but those aren't the only kinds of planners and things that I use. Um, you might be, I don't think you'd be surprised about this, but I, I have, um, desire map planner. I love, I like the dreaming aspect of planning. So for me, it has to feel like a dream or a fantasy almost. And that really, because turning that into reality is just like meh, my crazy zone. I love that. Um, so so I, I use a desire map planner. Like I said, I have le- um, the big Kind of wall calendar. I have a dry erase board that I have right next to me that I like to kind of just sketch on. Um, oh man, in a few weeks, we're going to be talking to. I just interviewed Kelly Kingman and she talked a lot about sketch notes and graphic recording, which you are going to go insane for. Um, but that's then. Um, I also, this is the second year running that I purchased Leonie Dawson's Amazing Year Planners. And Again, I need more play in my life and I think that if you look at planning as playing a little bit, like plotting out kind of, you know, going on an adventure, and that's why I love those amazing year planners because they're super practical. When you get into them, you're like, "Oh man, this is what I needed." I mean, there's a section of the planners which I think is what kept me on track for the for the whole year as far as revenue-wise, knowing what I was what I wanted to make were those, these pages that basically for every month it says, um, how much do you want to make? What are you going to do to get there? I mean, that's like, that's me. I love that. So I highly recommend checking those out. And the Desire Map Planner is beautiful too. It's nice to touch. See, this is, this is the part of planning. This is why I'm a geek for planning. It's because of the play and tactile parts of it. Um, also I generally have at least a few areas in my office that are covered with these big I guess it's craft paper or big post-it paper that's stuck to my wall and I because I find that I need big spaces to write on and I really suggest when you do this have the most fun now I know some people like I know Laura Groder, could just open up a Google doc and plan out the year but I need a big like area and I need to be like have markers and like little tiny little post-it labels and that makes it worth it and and, and actually work for me. That's – I need to connect it to a, a real piece of paper. So uh, do whatever you want to do. I mean you can just open up your Google Calendar and – plot out what times during the year you want to do stuff, but also in addition to doing that, and this is, this is where we're going to get into like what you should do now. Okay, perfect. We're good on time. Wow. I did this exactly. And, and what I, what I wanted to do. So this is what I plan to do. Um, so now what I, as I'm talking about all these methods that I use for planning, what I think you should do is find a big piece of paper, like I said, like like a giant one, go get, they have Post-it note paper that's giant. You can just stick it to the wall. Those are great. Um, and all you have to really do to get yourself started is make 12 boxes for 12 months or whatever. So you, so you start, when, you, when you're when you listening to this, you might start not at January 1, no big deal. Just plot out some of the big stuff you want to know, you, you know you want to do and when, like in which months. And then what I suggest is writing down now, once you have those spots, then for each of those things you want to do, count back a couple months to when you're going to start working on stuff for that. Give yourself a couple months, depending on what it is. You may need a little bit more time, Again, depending on what it is, how big the launch is, how big the promotion is. But you might not even need two months if it's just for your free opt-in. Maybe you have it already created. Maybe you just have to come up with the campaign that you're going to run. Maybe you're going to just create some images to share on social media. Whatever it is, if it's an affiliate promotion, whatever you're going to do during the year to make money for your business or bring in new people and new eyes to what you're doing, Consider those mini or just launches throughout the year. Um, so that's what that's what I really want you to do. And you know what I would love? This would be awesome. And I will share them if you will let me. I want to see them. I want you to uh, send them to me. Send them to me at anne at com and... We will feature them if you want us to. Um, you can also, instead of just sending them to me, you could just post them on Facebook, facebook.com and some more love, and, uh, and we'll talk you through uh, what you're going to do for the year. I want to know, I want to know what you're planning for the year and and be willing to take this step for yourself. Remember the rules of planning in my book are planning is just a guide to where you are right now and what you want to do throughout the year you might decide next month that something you planned for, let's say May, no longer works in May. So guess what you do? You just move it. I like to try to be very, um, forgiving about planning, but also know, you know, when I'm just dragging my feet on something. Um, so I want to give, I want to leave you with one story and it's actually about this podcast. Um, so I, I, have been wanting to do some sort of podcast, video, audio. I went back and forth for several months. I would say all of last year, I was working on an idea for something. Didn't know if it should be the Fearless Launching Show, blah, 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 back and forth. And so I think in a case like mine, I was okay. That's why I was okay pushing it because I didn't want to just put something out there that was half-baked. I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't know why I was going to do it. And I think that's, that's, that's the kind of questioning you want to ask yourself, like, why am I delaying this? Is it because I don't know what I'm doing? Or is it because I don't feel like I have enough time? Make sure you know and can understand why you're pushing things or getting rid of things. Be I mean, really clear about that. And actually verbalize them even if you're talking to yourself. That's kind of what it feels like I'm doing half the time. But it's just like my daughter, when she goes to school in her kindergarten class, they have this thing where um, the teacher doesn't like shame the kids if they do something wrong or they don't listen. She doesn't put them in a corner, anything weird like, well, I'm not going to say that's weird, but like she doesn't do anything like that. What she does, their method is to use this DOTS system. So, and I'll tell you why I'm telling you this in a second. (laughs) Because right now I'm like, why am I mentioning this? But I'll get back to it. I know I will. So every time they do something, let's say they don't listen or they do something and they get in trouble. Whatever it is that they've just, they've like kind of done something not so great in the classroom, they get a dot. Mm -hmm. One dot is an oops. Everybody has an oops during the day. No big deal. Two dots, mm, not so great. Three really not good. And if you get four dots, you, you lose your choice time at the end of the day. So regardless of what they do at school, what I like to do is find out if she remembers or understands why she has those dots. So I want you to think about it. Every time you have, every time you want to push something or get rid of something, make sure you understand why Wow, that was a really loose thing that I tried to tie together. But I wanted to talk about those dots, I think, since my daughter told me that this is what they do and her teacher explained them to me. Um but I do think it's important, like I think those dots are useless unless she knows why they're happening. So If you don't question yourself, if you don't challenge yourself, and if you don't ask yourself why you're losing something, moving something, whatever, changing something completely, then you will just, I think you'll just go off the deep end. You won't be a reliable leader of your business. I think you need to know why you're making your choices to do or to not do something. So that's why I'm, I'm always the questioner. Like, do you know why you're changing something? And and can you tell someone else about that? Okay, enough about the DOTS system. So, in the show notes below, I am gonna share with you Amber McHugh's Planathon. I'm also gonna share with you those planning tools that I really love, and also a few posts that I have done on planning just to kind of like get you back in order. But here's the best oh my gosh, yeah, here's the best thing. Um, so, in a few weeks, and I'll let you guys know about it first. I, you know, I redid the uh, webinar. I re-recorded the webinar and launch exhaustion, which is a planning webinar for launches. And I redid it just as a, a video workshop, standalone, on demand. You can get it whenever you want. And I will be releasing that in just a few weeks. So I'm really excited about that. I can't wait to share that with you. Um, and if you need it now, just let me know. I could probably figure out a way to get it to you. Um, but That is it for today's episode. I really want to thank you for joining me again. Um, If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. You can be first in line to get it when it goes up every week. Um, I will be starting to interview and you'll be hearing from some of those interviewees next week. Um, but this week, I will also be covering one more sticky wiki topic related to launching and having, you know, running your first program that I think you guys are all going to want to hear about. Um, and yeah, that's it. Head over to com. You can sign up there to find out what's going on with the podcast and you can also check out the show notes. And I think you could just go to com forward slash show for that. And if you have any questions, you can go to that page and you can click on my little link and leave me a voicemail and you guys might be featured on the show. I'm going to see how I can do that because I want some other voices on here. So if you have anything to share, anything to ask me, please, please, by all means do that. And I look forward to speaking to you guys soon. I will talk to you later. Have a great day.